this Guinness said, evangelicals are now outdoing the liberals as the supreme religious modernizers and compromisers of today. It's going to get hard, folks. It ain't going to get easier. Let me read from an article. Have you got a couple of minutes? Thank you. Clarion Call. I want to read from John MacArthur. He's not even a Pentecostal, but he tells the truth. He doesn't agree with my stand on speaking in tongues, but I love him anyway. God give him revelation. He'll come to it on earth or in heaven. One way or the other, he'll come to it. A clarion call to the modern church by John MacArthur. Listen to this. If ever there was a time when this needs to be said, it needs to be said today. More than a decade ago, John MacArthur called modern churches to return to sound doctrine. We need to hear that call again. Christians historically have understood that their calling is to be in the world, but not of the world. As O.S. Guinness has pointed out in a prospective series of articles on the church growth movement, traditional evangelicalism not only resisted worldly influences in the past, but also used to stress cognitive, using your head, defiance of the world spirit. Now, however, the world has become so powerful, pervasive, and appealing, the traditional stance of cognitive defiance has become rare and almost unthinkable. That comes from his book, uh, Recycling the Compromise of Liberalism. At some point, evangelicals decided to make friends with the world. Guinness has pointed out that although we are called to be in the world, we're not to be of the world. John 17, 14 through 18. Many Christians have reversed the formula, becoming of the world while not really being in the world. They did this by allowing cable television, VCRs, and radio, and other forms of communication to infuse worldly values into their thinking while isolating themselves from any personal involvement with the people in the world who most desperately need the gospel. Evangelicals are now outdoing the liberals as the supreme religious modernizers and compromisers of today. The market-driven philosophy so popular among modern evangelicals is nothing more than a recycling of the classical era of liberalism. The reason most evangelicals were caught unaware by modernism a hundred years ago is that liberals rose from within the evangelical ranks, used evangelical vocabulary, and gained acceptance through relentless appeals for peace and tolerance. Now church growth movements are taking the same strategy and following precisely the same course, and that tactic has taken evangelicals by surprise once again. And may I insert and not in the article, we have bought into the church growth movement that is market-driven, that is Madison Avenue approach, a slick advertisement campaign that appeals to the fleshness of man to allure them into our church and present some little uh, program that does does not confront the sin and does not challenge them to a commitment to Christ to lay down their life. It is an enlistment. It is a church growth. It is a membership drive. Come join us and be part of us. 
Most of the market-driven megachurches insist they would never compromise doctrine. I'm reading again from the article. They are attractive to evangelicals precisely because they claim to be as orthodox in their doctrine as they are unorthodox in their methodology. Multitudes have been sufficiently reassured by such promises and have simply abandoned their critical faculties, thus increasing their vulnerability. I know some of you are saying, I, you lost me about two paragraphs back, but I'm going to hang in there anyway, so hang in Unfortunately, real discernment is in short supply among modern evangelicals. I will post this article on the bulletin board, so take heart. Like the modernists a century ago, churches in the user-friendly, that's the, that's, the, that's the byword, that's the catchword, user-friendly. We're trying to make our churches user-friendly. 